0: No purchase necessary. work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Log Talk Radio. Lardy
2: Miss Clardy.
3: Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clarty. Lardy, Miss Clarty.
1: Welcome to the Lardy, Miss Clarty. Lardy, Miss Clarty. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clarky Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, January. Ready.
0: Now we be about just our ship. Just a second on
1: permanent economic crisis as affected citizens. We have a guest in the second hour to talk about guardian abuse. Her name is Angela Woodhall. She is from Youngstown, Ohio and comments at 347-8684, 8, 8, 8, and don't forget to leave your comments and suggestions on the Lordy Miss Cardi Pro or email us at brotherblondy at com. For today's guardianship
0: fraud concerning issues of injustice, do you have something to say So, let the leaders know about
1: how they have done to you and
0: how true then solutions the is
1: four was responsible and accountable for the downfall of the citizens of America. Is it the citizens or is it the leaders? Responsibility and accountability
0: and... ...the victim we will...
1: Well, all right. We are back right here on the on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show with your co-host Brother Blondie. Uh, we have a a guest on the panel here. His name is Brother Hasid. He is from he is the vice president of Kaumba Empowerment, and he is here to his story on about. Four. So, if we may or to co-host, Brother Blondie, to give more of what you want to hear here on the Lardy Ms. Cardi Blog uh, Talk Radio Show.
3: Well, thank you, Lardy Ms. Cardi. As
4: representative
0: of the uh, organization's serious fraud and... someone who's going to kick off is 2 is two-year-old Oscar Grant III of Hayward, California. On New Year's Day, uh, just kicking off the... He was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. You know, you can catch the, the video tape of some killing on YouTube. All
4: the dot coms. It's, it's it's all there. You don't understand a, about this Barney uh, Miss was already handcuffed. If he's, he he's already handcuffed. If if he if he said he a threat to, to the police.
1: Well, then, we will say that how in the heck are we a threat to this society altogether in handcuffs, all in handcuffs, whether it be bottom mouth or body bag or feet or shackles or the behind definitely have been shut down, so there's no reason for them to
3: fear
0: us That's. Work this. Uh, that should be building. <laughs> I knew take you know,
4: hell uh, all
0: that One all, oh. that
4: Acceptable, uh, you know, re- regardless of what people are saying about Oscar Grant the Third, trying
0: to say, well, you, you know, he
4: was a, was already handcuffed. If he's already in in handcuffs, please, and, and I don't. In which town or which city you are, the police have no right mm. shooting this.
1: Yeah, I, I say that enforcement has to be using any kind of force against because they all know that they are. Un- and they all ought to stop doing what they ought to to us because there's going to be a call on civil rights movement here at the minute, and there's going to be a lot of people that need to be involved. It's time now not to be afraid. It's time to stand up, speak up, and speak out, and call it like it is because they're out here just down, America. Now, back to Robin on his story. Dealing with Jew fraud in his case. His name, again, is Brother Hasid. He is the vice president of Kumba Empowerment, and he is. Can you. About going on with you, what is. Well,
3: good evening,
4: everyone. uh, uh Um, I'm here to enlighten
0: the public, the general public, on what's going on in the parts
4: of the country. But personally, where I am, I'm involved in
0: some litigation and uh, federal the family fired. And uh, upon their
4: expiration, they left the
3: uh,
0: household goods. auction had to get mm-hmm.
4: the state uh, uh, and we didn't get that you have a pretty that much thing that two profiler and you get a mobile sign that's above coverage. Uh well to speed the the state of Ohio in the statutes, the legislature of Ohio has guaranteed that if a person is injured by the actions of an auctioneer, the state of Ohio will pay for any damages. It's a statutory liability that's in the statute that makes the government liable. Well, sureties also pay it to the department in the state of Ohio, the Department of Insurance, to get the license. So what is, it? It is the state and the insurance companies, which pose as sureties,
0: they have a – this particular case, hey, okay, that's not what they did because a suit was brought against them. Or ability, and now it will... Ohio, in the state of Ohio, this when is lit, you have to fuck you, I'm done, done, to we're getting to what I.
4: Now, $20
0: million, the state of Ohio and, – and the way that they impaired the
4: and in the state of Ohio, which is unusual because they cannot
0: bring in in the state of- – Even you maybe it's be uh, it's how if you're colonel, if you're getting a You said Class O-A-R today is a federal today, and the because law is. Senior or I to it it impaired on and innocent under that horse track as a mistake take me
4: Yes, take that into the in the state of Ohio,
0: and that money is being distributed by
4: persons nearing they return and remit the proceeds to the uh, persons entitled. And so, uh, it's, it's an unusual situation right now. We're in the federal court of this said, and liability is on the securities in Ohio, and it's it's interesting to watch how this plays out. Well,
1: I would like to ask a quick question. In um, seeing this play out. What have you seen being played out so far? What have you seen so hmm. far as we are watching this thing unfold?
0: So far. <laughs> right there in, cause we caught they would know us to defend prior other we had
4: with our son. And because, literally, we can't protect, look for the person
0: to come on, focus deeds on our and we can't even. steel court who is making this but he's his life we're at oh. play because
4: United uh, States code title 18 USC team 41 which is statute that prohibits Persons from doing fraudulent activities of sorts. And in this particular case, a lot of this has been done bills. And, and And so.
1: Absolutely about that because there is a, a case that I had finished uh, doing a motion for uh, that contained where a home was taken um, with people still living where that forged the uh, certified mail without the person to sign for it and took the home. And when I went to research into the court records, uh, I found out that uh, there was a fraud by the um, uh, false information on certified uh, documentation. But the question that I wanted to ask you is, What does the court have to say about this? Have you went to the Supreme Court yet? Oh,
4: absolutely. That's a good point that you bring up because the Supreme Court has um, some liability in all of the Supreme Court. Here in Ohio, we have a chief justice named uh, Judge Moyer, and we went to Chief Justice Judge Moyer with concerns and referenced the sureties Judge Moyer initially declared us a vexatious litigator okay. and impaired the contracts. And after we went to federal court, because under federal law, there's a thing called void judgments. Yes. And a void judgment has no effect whatsoever. And because the, of the contract impairment, The judgments that were rendered in state court are void. So after we removed it to federal court, we went back to Judge Moyer to get relief, and after it was removed to federal court, he did a motion and denied us relief. Now, that's unconstitutional, and it violates uh, the laws in removal because under the supremacy clause, once a case is removed to federal court, the state court loses jurisdiction. Okay. So, when a, a judge renders a judgment after he loses jurisdiction, yes. he is considered outside of his jurisdiction and operating because he's not operating under state law because jurisdiction has attached in the federal court. It's not an Article 3 judge under the United States Constitution. He's improper.
0: All the documents that you have, you've got everything printed in black and white. The defendants ain't no, no type of proof. The well, proof that you have,
4: Whoa. why it is the court very powered to prolong it, to, to keep this case going? On. You, you know, continue to fight. Cause evidence that you uh telling me and Marty, Miss party I- I'm surprised that no one has came to you with a possible out of court uh settlement.
0: Mm-hmm. It is is <clears throat> do you know why they are uh, pro mm-hmm. pro or doing their best to uh
3: to d- d- delay
0: But to answer that, it's going to prolong <sighs> Or pff, edge of interest. wish. Sigma. And the federal case number is
4: 57237 uh, in the Southern District of
0: Ohio. Uh, These cases are public information, and everything I'm sharing with you is easily verified. Situation where I personally, myself, every area that I go in
4: in this city, it's, it's a lot of empty houses, a lot of empty homes boarded up, a lot of eyesores. Why would anyone want to put effort in taking away something that's not only owned by you, but it's something that you really want, that's close and dear to you? You, you know everybody w- wants a home because you know the old saying, a person's home is their capital. I know uh, uh, you, you know I asking, why why would they want to uh, take take away Sam's home, take away your home, knowing that we we haven't a a a mortgage crisis as as our Good host here, Lardy cardi has been been talking about the whole entire time ever since Tuesday, November 4th. Okay, to answer your question, in reference to them taking my home, I'm not an I- isolated incident. After uh, becoming involved with families and victims of fraud and Whitney in her situation, it's not an isolated incident. And I believe that it boils down to the have and the have not and ultimately when you reduce a people to nothing then that's when you see the true revolutionaries arise because you cannot reduce a people to nothing and have them to coexist on the planet we see that in palestine right now these people are being reduced their homes are being bombed they're reduced to nothing and and so therefore they have nothing else to live for and they become revolutionaries, they become terrorists and so forth. Now I'm not suggesting that we would ultimately become terrorists as a result of this activity if they don't cease, but what I am saying in reference to your question, why single me out, I don't think that I'm an isolated incident. I think that in my situation, because I have five homes that are being uh, taken unlawfully, as the sister said, about the court proceeding not even being having a green card the green card is what you sign when you've been served with the summons and the complaint which starts the process on at least one of them i've never been served with process of summons and complaint i haven't had an opportunity to to read the complaint and properly respond to it like millions of other people have had the opportunity to do and i've brought this out to the Court of Appeals, the Court of Appeals, and this is public information, I brought it out to Court of Appeals, the Court of Appeals sided with me because the attorney admitted that she never did proper service, and the Court of Appeals dismissed the case so that this attorney could institute the proper proceedings by service, by certified mail. The attorney after the Court of Appeals dismissed it went back to the trial court judge who unlawfully and unconstitutionally revived the case mm-hmm. without having a green card. And now I'm faced with the same activities in the court, again, with the same activities that I have to file uh, and remove this case to other courts to try to get redress because it's unlawful, it's unconstitutional, and the record in the case is unlawful, unconstitutional. So that's where I am right now with fighting not just, the mortgage company and their illicit activities, but also the judge who has is, who is taken upon herself to reactivate a case of foreclosure without proper service.
1: Um, we want to, we have a couple of callers here that are online, and we would like to give time for them if they have any comments or whatever to the conversation that is being held so I am going to put on air caller number one 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 are you on air hello caller number one 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 last four digits hello You are on air, 4027. Are you on the air? Are you on
4: air? Hello. Yes. Hello. 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 Hello.
1: Hello.
4: Yes, Caller? Clardy, how are you doing? How you doing, Miss Clardy?
1: I am fine. And you? I'm fine, Miss. Clardy.
2: 4027.
1: Is there anything that you would like to say to this information?
4: Hello, Miss Clarky. Hello. You...
1: Hello. Yes, ma'am. Anything that you would like to say on this conversation?
4: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The uh the the thing, the thing I would like to add to this conversation is, you know, I'm familiar with Brother Hasid's case due to the fact that I've sat in court with Brother Hasid and I've seen them railroad this man to the fullest extent. Miss Clardy, are you there?
1: I apologize for the delay here. It seems like we're having Clark, a little bit of uh, just one second. We're, we're having a little bit of uh, difficulty here, technical difficulty, so just hang on in there with me. You know, sometimes we do have a little bit of problem here and there, but we're still on the air to continue the conversation here. So, back to you, caller four two seven. Yes, ma'am. What is it that you are, or what is it that you want to say about this once again?
4: Once again, you know, I'm familiar with Brother House's case. You know, because I've had the opportunity to sit in the judges' chambers and hear the way that these people of the court have tried to railroad him and his family.
1: Anything you want to say,
4: Brother Hacienda? What is it that you want to say about this? To know that there are people that have the community's interest to heart is where we're going to our circumstances, and make a, the best country that it could be. And the only way we're going to is to work to get That no person, no person is left behind. We, right now, in a situation that we can restore the middle class and stop the have and the have not mentality but have and they have more mentality where everyone has resources and then there's others that has a little more resources. But have and have not, you can't maintain a society as without having persons that uh, feel be rebels and revolutionaries and turn against the government to overturn the government. It's not possible. Um, You you know My question And and, uh, Important uh, brother has said This is not an Isolated incident If you're not the only Victim Of this type of fraud How come You're the only one That is man enough To stand up Speak up And speak out it's the fraudulent judicial system on the abuse that they do doing to you because you can't be the only one <laughs>
3: good point good point
4: well you know as things even with raindrops you first sprinkle and you get
3: a pinch a
4: and then you get a downpour now that's not to say that, you know, you go outside and there's a, a sudden downpour. Um, it, it, it starts with a myth. And then so my, my point in using that analogy is that uh, I'm just one of a few that are standing up, and we speak out and we encourage others that have been victimized to come forth and let's work together to right the wrongs, just like the slaves had to band together. Had they not, there would be a situation where we would still be in slavery today. But it was because that there was one or two that spoke out and said that this was an injustice. Pretty soon, there was one or two slave masters that said that this was injustice, and ultimately, uh, powers that be said that this was something that
0: needed,
4: and we started. Uh, becoming uh, property owners and not property in themselves. I mean, you, you, you know, uh, uh, my, my my heart goes out. You, you know, not only to you but everybody else that's uh, been a victim of this type of mortgage fraud. It's it's a uh, it's downright uh crying shame. I I, I mean, I, I, I thought I always thought you you know, as a kid growing up, my, my parents always uh taught me that you know, buying a home was supposed to be the American dream. And and you know, for 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 them to uh take away that uh uh dream, you you, you, you know what, what? What's it going to take? Is it is it going to take some senator losing their home to this type of fraud, or you, you, you know, to open up you know, in uh, you know, a lot of cases, you, you know, people never want to take problems seriously uh, unless it hits home, or or, or unless it uh, uh, happens to a uh, celebrity of uh, some sort of what what is it uh, I said that you want to say to the people that's in the exact same boat here but just don't have the heart or uh uh to follow the largest of of stand up speak out. It's stand up? <laughs> Oh man, you, you you ought to be a politician. Man, you got some good questions, and your questions, good questions, lead to good answers. Good answers good solutions, and good solutions solve hard problems. So, with that answer, I think the solution you need is for persons that don't really want to fight and have property that they're about to lose. They need to come on, on with as we establish a.
3: A trust fund,
4: and with this trust fund, you can put your. What we're gonna to have to do, we're gonna all have to put our property, in so that we can watch property, and they won't be able to take from you per se without taking from a whole lot. Now, when I say put, we all put our properties in a common trust fund. This is uh, what's called a real estate invest. However, it's not to be invested; it's to be protected, and so. What, what the protection that you would get is no one can come and take your property through frost and, false and fraudulent means because with the recorder's office, it would not necessarily be recorded under your name solely. You'd still be the owner, but the recordation would be under the trust where there's, there's other persons, and you've heard of asset protection trust. Those those trusts are designed to persons not lose assets that they have um it means. And so that's what it's gonna take, and that person that doesn't have the voice to stand up, we have others that will stand up for you in your behalf and protect your property. And and to assure that your property passes to your heirs and to your days instead of Person's trying to intervene and take your property so that you can't pass it by inheritance or other means. And and, and, you know, add a note to that. And and, you know, I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, I I said, as you continue on with this fight, as you continue close to your victory, I, I, I obvious victory with all the paperwork. That you had. Has there, has there been, been any other? Has there been anybody else that has heard your story and has came up to you and said, Brother, I said, I'm a victim of That same thing. What is, what is it I can do? What is it you can you can uh, help me do? Because I don't I don't trust the judicial system. It's all about, it's all about them. It ain't about us you know the uh, uh, protect and serve uh, the bogus lie i mean what has, has it been any anyone else uh, uh, uh to you or uh, uh, anyone else well, that's another good question in reference to sister uh, lardy, Miss McClarty
3: lucky <laughs> <laughs> <Lordy>, miss <Clark. laughs>
4: I, I I thought we'd get her I thought we'd get her yeah um you know and and we do that to keep from crying sometimes. you know, in her situation, we've looked at it and it's very similar to mine, because here she had the tenacity to go forward and fight the system and prevail. And all of her her paperwork shows that what has happened to her is that she was forced into a proceeding on her property that wasn't an uh, uh, accurate proceeding. And that was the same way with I. I'm forced into a proceeding because someone claimed that they had an interest that they didn't have by false documentation. And she's proven that the documents were false. However, the courts won't open its doors to give her just due and give her restore her back to her property interest like it should. And that's the same with me. You know, we've we've shown that the the documents were bogus. Now, you, you say if there's been others that have come forth and, and asked me, I have not canvassed the community to see how many. That's why I'm here today. Encouraging people, if there are persons out there that have been um, foreclosed on improperly, or if you feel that you're not getting a fair shake, then come on with us and let's see what we can do.
1: find those individuals where we can come together and, and come against, you know, the injustices like the, um, uh, the denial of access to justice or to the even in yeah. our civil rights, and totally totally, totally denied. Uh, all, all together, just the to right, just to have the right to go in to be heard has
4: Let, let me say this to everybody in the sound of my voice. Thank you. It's about two things: it's about land, it's about labor. What, what the oppressor wants to do is take your land and, and your bottom line. There's a lot of ways to throw deception out there and give you candy what they do when they go in and take land, the the troops pass out candy to the kids to appease them, but all the while, it's land and labor. Now, once they take your land, it's about taking your labor. If they can't manipulate you for your labor on this side of the fence relative to being in society, then the only thing to do is to lock you down in a institution labor and the way that they take your labor out here is that if you are employed if you are employed gainfully employed and for example you've paid on this house for how many years? 20 years well once they foreclose on you and take all of the, they've just taken 20 years of your labor 20 years of your labor last year they wiped out $7 trillion in one year, $7 trillion of equity in real estate. And that took seven years of labor to build up that equity in the homes that was wiped out in the foreclosure fiasco. Now, the question is, is it going to take us another seven or a twip to get it? Well, well in, in, in You know, I have a question that's deeper than that. And to people who's listening all over the country, but especially my question to the people who live here in Columbus, Ohio. You know, we we ask this question, are you sick and tired of being uh, sick and tired? But you really have to ask yourself, why are the judicial systems, Fraudulently wanted their homes. Hell, you've already taken away our project. You 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 took away and Gardens. You took away uh, uh, Greenbrier. In in two years, you're about to take away Point Dexter. You're already going to close down Sawyer Mania, uh, t- Sawyer Tower. Uh, my, 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 my own dad lives in Sawyer. You so, you about to put uh, uh put him out. out do you
3: have uh section eight for everybody what's going on
1: and above all and above they are taking away the recreation centers well they're really putting us in a by now they're really targeting even the young folk they make sure their dream cannot be possible and oh by oh, hope we better we better Dad up like we did Obama And help him then we gotta Help ourselves with that same hope We don't have that hope We are not going to make it and we're not Going to be able to help Obama uh, 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 Press forward to Make things happen while He is in in office and that's Just the way that it is and we have To look at it that way And You know we are in trouble We are in trouble People
3: time to wake
1: up Now we are in trouble Well, now we are down to our last seven minutes of the first hour. And I want to thank you, Brother Hasid, for coming on to the Lardy uh show and talking to us about this infamous crime that's being committed uh, against not just only you, but in reference to everybody right here in Columbus, Ohio. It's even happening, you know, in the state of Ohio, literally. Um I have people all day email
3: letting
1: me know there's crimes going in Arlington, Texas. Uh you know, in a condiment where this is section eight for renters for section eight. And oh, so, and she's mad because you know, hey, you know they have good records of maintaining their homes. But you know, and at the same time, if high mortgages here are very few foreclosures, they're saying, you know, we have contributed to stable economy here in their country. But the problem is because Section Eight uh, recipients are able to come into. They're gated communities and and reside in their communities with Section A certificates from from the projects from where we were talking about and come in there and just get something for nothing. And so there you know, there's a relative problems going all over the place dealing with, you know, the the unstable mindsets that people have in terms of what they think what is right and what is wrong. Uh, but the question is, is that uh, they are in trouble just like you will be if you don't pay your mortgage. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, with that, you know, I I would have to say that we we have to do more than just talking now. We got to we got to get a civil rights movement. It's action now, and I'm encouraging everybody that is listening to this particular blog talk show that you get to. Together with you know some of your uh, grassroots activists and uh, and and advocates and and get something together to uh, uh, to start a movement because that's what's about ready to happen right here in Columbus Ohio up close and up front and so with that I want to uh, give Brother Blondie his last words for this first hour because we're heading for the second hour here in a few. Brother Blondie, any few words you have to say?
3: Yes.
4: rights. Right. Like, like, like I said on our last uh, show weeks ago, we, we cannot always wait for a Rodney King type incident
3: to stand
4: up, speak up, and speak um, out. You gotta be able to do that with it. You, mm-hmm. not just when it comes to the law. Everybody.
3: Everybody's against Everybody, stand Stand up, up. speak Speak up, and speak speak out against against these
1: people. people. Take away your home. We want to take away this project. They do not give a damn about you. And while he is screaming out to beseech you all out there to listen and to take and to take action, definitely, Definitely, you know, uh, it's, it's going on all over the place. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, mortgages. We're talking about wrongful inter- termination of employment. We're talking about the bailout that they try to do stuff to try to help them that then killed us down here. You know, there's stuff that's going on with children's services, taking people's kids, you know, and some of this stuff is unlawful. We're talking about child support where, you know, some people get on Social Security income to keep from dad going Paying child support and did child support don't want to, to help other parents that need the child support to find the the no good bastard that won't that won't pay the child support, male or female. So you know we're talking about injustice in the agencies and governmental agencies because their public policies that they have written up they have not gone. Uh, With them, they're not, they have adhered to those policies that they had started out when they asked for those governmental monies to come forth to help them to build the business and the economy the way that they have. And that's the same thing with our law. It was already a policy, and they have not adhered to that policy, no way, shape, nor how. So now what's there left to do except stand up, you all, wake up. Speak up and let's get and do a civil rights movement because that's what it's going to take. Now, I am going on break, and if you are still here, we will be back. Are you having a restless night? Are you bored on the weekends? Well, have no fear, the party's over here at Sleepless Night's Nightclub, located at 879 East Long Street, where the lights, camera, and action is. This Friday is party night. Ladies come fly, men come GQ. We have live local entertainment, and drinks are free. Cover charge is $25 at the door. Doors open at 11 to 5 a.m. in the morning. So come on down to Sleepless Nights Nightclub, where the live entertainment is social activities, chess games, card games, and relaxation in the jacuzzi. There's nothing like Sleepless Nights Nightclub. Sleepless Nights Nightclub, the best party nightclub in China. Sleepless Nights Nightclub. I'm sorry. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Welcome to the Lordy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show I am back with co-host Brother Blondie and we have another guest that is supposed to come on to the show and her name is Angela Woodhall. But until that time I want to continue the conversation and I will bring her in as soon as she comes and um and, and and make her presence. But until then we can continue to talk about this uh issue on whatever the story you wanna talk about. So I am going to put On to the, I'm going to put on air here, um, caller 4027, caller 4027, are you there?
4: Yes, Ms. Clardy, I'm here.
1: Caller 4027, right there?
4: Yes, Ms. Clardy, I'm here.
1: Okay, is there a story that you want to tell for this evening?
4: Yes, Miss Clardy, this the story that I want to tell is, you know, like like Brother Blondie and Brother Hasid sit there and said, and I've heard you say numerous times, it is time for us people here in Columbus, Ohio, to stand up, speak out, and say, wait a minute, it's time to stop. This nonsense is going on in Columbus, Ohio. Due to the fact that people's houses are getting foreclosed on, you know, and they're losing their houses and people's getting incarcerated illegally. And and, and and they're making people stay, you know, in prisons longer than they need to and not only like that. But our mayor is closing down all these rec centers, and where are our kids supposed to go? You know, like I said on, on December 19th, why do we matter? You know, um, where are our kids supposed to go once they leave, uh, you know, once they close these rec centers? You know, and what they're supposed to do, revert to selling drugs? While they still go out and sell drugs, they're going to go to jail, of course they're gonna to go to jail, so the state of Ohio can get more money. You know, Saturday at one o'clock, I believe there, there's a, there's a there's an event downtown at the state house that, that Equality Ohio is putting on, and you know I feel that maybe it would benefit uh, families of victims of fraud if if somebody from their agency is there.
1: Well, I think I'll just be on my way getting there then. Now, won't I?
4: Now, now, you know, my name is Todd Stabelson, and I am the paralegal for Families and Victims of Fraud. And, you know, I, I'm going to be there. I don't care if it's raining ice. I don't care because, you know, I'm tired of this nonsense in Columbus, Ohio. Uh,
1: Todd, I would like to ask you, would you tell uh, those that may be listening, how did you become involved with uh, Families and Victims of Fraud, and what had happened to you that gave you that inspiration to become what you are right now today to serve you know as as one that's been through a lot with the system, how does that affect your life how did how did that affect your life, and how did save off victims of fraud inspire you
4: well miss clary the my situation is uh in nineteen ninety six I was incarcerated and I was incarcerated until um, April 2006 in the Ohio prison system, um, I was illegally charged with a uh, with a big felony, and I was facing seven to uh, fifty years. But but you know the thing that inspired me to about families victims of fraud was you know when when the Columbus eleven when the Columbus eleven. You know the Columbus Eleven, who were the, the the young children that were coming home from prom, and they were accused of doing the robberies and stuff in the German Village area. You know, um, I wrote a paper for for school, and uh, and and you know, and and it was it was invigorating to see the injustices that they that they send these kids through, as well as us adults in the system. And I ran into Brother Hasid. And Miss Wendy and a few other people who was out there standing up and speaking out. And I spoke with them, and we talked, and I marched with them. And afterwards, um, I've been a part of families of victims of fraud ever since. And you know what really inspired me to, to to stand up and speak out is because I see the injustices not only in Columbus, Ohio, but it's across the board. And unless we break the chains that hold us down, we're we're not going to make it nowhere. Oh, oh. You know, uh, that's, that's a very uh, you you know, touching, uh, Todd. I, my 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 question to you is uh, uh, this: last night in Columbus, in front of the State House, over two hundred people came together in protest against the. Israeli war. Now, this is a war that has nothing to do with us. Why can't 200 of us come together or more than that for something that's happening to us, not only in our own backyard,
3: but in front of our faces? Man, what's going on?
4: You know, brother Blondie, with, with with that question asked, you know, I I'm trying not to sit here and laugh because it makes me it makes me sad, you know, because I don't want to laugh rather than cry, because you know the Israeli war don't they they don't have nothing to do with us. You're absolutely right, but the thing about it is, you know, our people, they they the American people has always cared about everybody but but themselves, from what I can see, and you know it's not going to hurt if one, two, three, four, five, six hundred people gather in Columbus, Ohio and stand up and speak out, whether it be in front of the courthouse, whether it be in front of the, the governor's office, whether it be in front of the state house, you know, it is time that the American people wake up and smell the coffee because if they don't, they think the economy's bad now, they thought the depression was bad, it's gonna be a lot worse. And you know, uh you may Excellent uh, uh, points, though, uh, Todd. Now, my in getting to you, uh, Brother Ted, and, you know, it's very controversial. We, 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 I'm going to bring up the Columbus 11. A lot of people has asked this question behind closed doors, but I'm going to be historic and make history by being the first one to ask you out in public. Because everybody needs to know. Now, so far, we've only heard from you. Why haven't we heard from all 11 parents from the Columbus 11? Where are the other 11 parents in your fight against the fraudulent judicial system what has taking place in German Village, because obviously German Village does not give a damn
0: about us. What's up?
4: <laughs> Brother Blondie, here you are again with that $50 million question. And I'm going to try to answer that question as respectfully to the parents of those children who were victimized uh, when they were apprehended and taken to be fingerprinted and uh, placed in the system without due process. Now, I can only speculate and come to a reasonable conclusion what reasonable minds may come to uh, based upon the facts and evidence that I've uh, experienced the parents we have to we have to believe that the parents uh, of the Columbus 11 may be victims themselves and may have n- not come forward because they're still in the victim's state of mind what it is is that the the persons uh, that I'm aware of their children were allegedly at the scene they were uh, told that they were uh, being arrested not given an opportunity to call their parents and the alleged arresting officer alleged that he saw them with his own eyes and subsequent to that this first who wrote the complaint, the officer that wrote the complaint was not the same officer said that he saw them with his own eyes. Now, the difference is the officer at the scene who said that he arrested them on view, he had probable cause, allegedly. However, to arrest a person on view, that means you saw them commit the crime. The person who did the affidavit he needs a room. and so
3: for the rest,
4: these people being the parents who fully understand what the dynamics of what the rest went down, they feel as though they want to close this out as possible without having their child stigmatized for the rest of their lives because these kids are still victimized. They've, none of them, to my knowledge, have went through counseling afterwards. None of the parents uh, just in slave mentality and you know, has never been counseled and the descendants of slaves to find out exactly what, what uh, scarring, uh, psychological scarring has taken place. So my conclusion is that the parents are suffering psychological scarring as well as the kids, and they're not ready to come out and speak out about it to uh, today.
1: Okay, now um, we have now on as a caller coming in as our guest, which is Miss Angela. She is PhD. She's the author of Police Communication and Traffic Stops. Uh, she is also licensed as private investigator and the author of Private Investigative Strategies and Techniques. She is also the author of Coping with Difficult Teachers. Currently, she is an online psychology professor. And she is in the process of authoring a book on the subject of guardianship fraud titled "This Could Happen to you." I, she was born and raised in Youngstown Ohio, and she's authored a musical about Idora Park, the famous amusement park that burned down in Youngstown, Ohio in 1984 so putting putting this Woodhall online. Miss Woodhall, are you in? Is this O two five seven? Yes it is.
0: Yes. Hi,
1: how are you doing? Hi, how are you, Miss you. Welcome to the I'm show. show. Yes, welcome to the show. Um, well, I guess you can start by telling us this story about um guardianship fraud. Explain that to us and the listeners.
2: Yes, the word needs to get out on this because everyone is at risk for becoming the victim of a guardian. Uh, This is actually a legalized way to lose your rights, all your money, and all your possessions that is being perpetuated through the American court system. And uh, if it was not legally done through the courts, this would be grand theft. But people are losing their civil rights and their homes and their bank accounts because of guardianship. What happens is, um, I guess I'll start from the beginning of how it it begins. For instance, uh, um, Ms. Clarity, if someone wanted to take out a guardianship on you, are you still there? Hello. Yes, we are
3: still here.
2: Okay, I, I, I thought maybe my uh, cell phone went out. If someone wanted to take a guardianship out on you, it would uh, be a pretty easy thing to do if the guardian had connections with the judge in and in a, in a, in an attorney. All they would have to do is petition the court, say that there's some kind of emergency going on. Perhaps they saw you out in your yard and that you were stumbling around, and that they fear for your life and your safety, and that they think that there is something mentally incompetent about you. They take this petition before the court that has not been verified in any way and show it to the judge, and the judge will approve it. And then they have 60 days to find three professionals, a psychiatrist, a medical doctor, and one other, to um, declare you incapacitated. Once they have declared you incapacitated, they have the right to close out all your bank accounts into a guardianship account, sell your property, and determine where you live. This usually happens to an elderly person, and they put the person in the nursing home at that point against their will. The person no longer has any civil rights or any say-so regarding where, where they will live.
1: Well
3: now,
1: so well, what? So what is the what? What is actually going on there?
2: Um, well, these guardianships are basically happening to people who have assets. If a person does not have any assets, they're not going to um, find you and do this to you.
1: Has any of this happened to you?
2: This, this happened to my mother, yes. Um, this, is a big, this is a big problem in the state of Florida. There's actually a group of us. You can uh, look online, and you can look at websites called elderabuse.org, which is one of the victims. There's also another one called anger, A-N-G-R. Uh, there's another website called guardianshipabuse.org, and these are all people whose relatives have become the victims of these guardians. What happened was um, my mother had come under the undue influence of a cousin of mine who had whisked her off to Ohio, to the Youngstown area, in the middle of a snow blizzard last year. Um, My mother wanted to leave, and are you still there?
3: Yes, we're still here.
2: Okay. My mother then wanted to leave the state of Ohio, and they put an ankle bracelet on her, even though she was not mentally incapacitated, thereby making it impossible for her to leave the building because it would beep if she tried to leave the building. I contacted an an attorney in Florida and asked what I should do. This attorney advised me to go up to Ohio and kind of be like Rambo, take my mother out of Ohio and bring her back to Florida, and that she would help me with a guardianship. So the attorney makes it look as though it's something positive that they're trying to help you with. When I got back to Florida with my mother, I hesitated. This attorney forged my signature on the guardianship application, and I have proof of that. I went to see a document examiner, and by the next day, showed me court papers saying that I was now my mother's guardian. Uh, the next thing that they do is they find something that they feel is wrong with the family member. They have that person removed, and then they put the professional guardian on. Once the professional guardian is in place, they then um, police the person's assets. Miss uh, uh, Armani, a well, uh, my, uh,
3: question to you uh, regarding your,
4: your mother and uh, guardianship. Uh, you know, you know is, is this all about money? I mean, because you. you, you you know, do they feel like, well, will we give her back to the daughter, or what, what, uh, what, what not? You, uh, do, you feel that that they keeping your uh, mother in terms of having guardianship, because the the longer they have uh, guardianship uh, on, on your mother, uh, the the more money they'll generate.
2: Oh, definitely, because once the person's under guardianship. They continuously petition the court for a variety of reasons. For instance, they will put in a petition to the court to sell your vehicle. Now, let's say that the elderly person has a vehicle that's only worth maybe a couple hundred dollars. The attorney will petition the court. By the, by the time the attorney charges all of his fees and the, guardianship, the guardian charges her own fees, we're looking at, say, $5,000 to go to court to petition to sell a $200 vehicle. The whole thing is really a scam. The law is written in such a way that it it assumes that anyone who is a guardian is a benevolent person, but that's not what is happening. There are many entrepreneurs who are becoming guardians. And by the way, to become a professional guardian, guess what it takes to become one? You take a 40-hour course. That's it. There's no background check, and then you take a test. So after taking a 40-hour course, passing it, and passing the state exam, you have the right to close down people's bank accounts, pay yourself, and take away all their civil rights.
4: Well, Miss Woodall, this is Brother Isaac. How are you?
2: I'm I'm fine. I'm, it's a very disturbing topic, and the word really needs to get out on this because most people have no idea. For instance, I had no idea when we brought my mother back to Florida what a guardianship well, was or what it would entail. We had no, no clue. Wanna, no one knows about this. Very few people know about this.
4: I want to tell you that you sound like you're holding up pretty good for the stress that you've been under. I, I have a question. Uh, my question to you is how long ago did this transpire?
2: This started last March, and by July, my mother was dead. Oh, my God. Yes, I I became very good at filing my own papers to the court. I was desperately trying to get my mother out of this guardianship, so I started filing my own court papers. I then took the guardianship and took it to the Court of Appeal. I thought, well, when the Court of Appeal finds out what's going on and that this is actually a conspiracy to defraud, Uh, because I also did a lot of research. At that point, I started contacting other victims of this guardian, and the stories were, um, incredible. She even has a 25 year old partially blind person under a guardianship when she found out that he had a $3 million annuity. This was, um, a divorce. His parents were going through a divorce, and The guardian found out about this, and they turned a divorce proceeding into a guardianship proceeding, and they dragged it out for three years. The couple actually never got a divorce. They started to realize that this was a scam, so they reconciled their differences and fled the state of Florida and moved to another state to get away from the situation, but they're still trying to find out how to get back the assets of their son. The guardian is paying herself out of his account every month.
4: In, in, in regard to your your mother, how much was the gross uh, amount of the loss or the damages that you claimed? Uh,
2: the tab is still going on because at this point there's a probate matter that shouldn't even exist. So um, as long as they say that they're benefiting the estate, they can still continue to take funds out of it at least. Two hundred
3: thousand dollars is
4: gone in this short period of time, at least. Okay. Uh, the reason why I asked the question is because obviously the guardian has uh, some assets that may be able to be attached for recovery and And my if you would be to uh, to attempt to locate any uh, assets that the guardian may have for recovery purposes?
2: Oh, the guardian has substantive assets. She actually, this particular guardian went through, I've done a lot of research on her, she went through a bankruptcy in 1997. Ten years later, she is a multimillionaire. She lives on a $2.2 million uh, horse ranch. She has substantive uh, assets. And as you know, um, us regular people don't make that kind of money in ten years
4: right well there should be a bond is the, the guardian serving with, with or without a bond
2: oh isn't that interesting she's supposed to be bonded she was not bonded it's not even um, I, I'm not even certain that she took the 40 hour course uh, the court waived her bond this particular bo- uh, guardian is in charge of more than 150 people you <laughs> but there was even a death that was instituted in this particular case. Uh, I, I had no idea that this was going on. Well, hardly anyone knows. It, it seems to be a new scam that's out there. Um, for instance, attorneys, came up with the idea of homeowner associations as a way to foreclose on people's houses for minor incidents, for instance, painting your your house the wrong color or um, putting an American flag in your yard or, you know, something ludicrous like that and then foreclosing on your house. Now attorneys have found a way not to just take away your house, but to take away everything, including your civil rights, through these guardianships. And it's legal. They do get through the courts.
4: Uh m uh ms Woodhart this uh ms., ms. Woodard, ms., uh
3: this is where the blindie
4: is uh you you know my my condolences
2: to the uh to the loss of your mother. Okay. Yes, it was very tragic, very unexpected.
4: Can can you hear us?
2: Yeah, now I can. It, it was uh, really faded out there for a while.
4: Uh, guardianship, has there anyone in that organization even came up to you and say, I'm sorry? Oh, no, not at all. Gee, Gee, what what, what kind of sick people
2: are you dealing with here? It appears to be modern-day Nazis, to tell you the truth. That's my opinion. That's what a lot of us who have been burnt by these guardianships are saying. There needs, well, to, be um, a, there needs to be an investigation. We have not had well, any luck in the state of Florida with uh, going to law enforcement or to the Attorney General. There seems to be no support on this issue whatsoever. There's a cover up going on.
4: I support the. My question to you is, what would you like to see happen?
2: Well, first of all, this guardian needs to not be anyone's guardian ever again. Her license needs to be revoked. There is um, a National Guardianship Association based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and um, we sent them some paperwork, but they're kind of dragging their feet on the whole thing.
4: Uh,
3: uh you
4: have pair of for your loss. loss. and, uh, and uh, you, you, you know I just know wanna, wanna add tags, uh uh what is it what is it you know, know it's no time time to kind of go going away, away from the uh guardian guardian But before the uh guardian situation all started. all started how close, how close were you, you and your
2: you, know, the dogs, the puppies, the, the you love, love their their, uh, Yes. Um, I'm having a real hard time hearing you guys. There, there's like a double echo effect. It's uh, real hard to make out uh, what was just said. Uh, you 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 know uh, is there, uh, is, there is there is there anyone, anyone that's uh behind? Uh, right?
4: children, you
3: know,
2: it Yeah, it's um I I can't really um hold on. Is
3: there something
2: wrong with this phone? I can't
3: really.
2: Hello? 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 It's a double, double echo. But yeah. Uh, okay, hello.
1: I'm here. double
2: echo. It's, I think it's coming from the radio station. Yeah, um, we're having a hard time understanding because there's a double echo going on here. Maybe we could continue this at a later date and I can explain more so that the public will understand what's going on and take precautions for their own family members.
4: Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello?
2: Uh, a little bit now. It's far away, but the double echo has stopped. Oh, oh, really? There's some te- um, uh, technical problems going on.
1: Can you hear? Can you hear us?
2: Uh, now, now I can. It suddenly, your voice suddenly came way up to uh, to the phone. Oh. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Then, uh, then obviously there is a technical difficulty going on here. And uh, we will take care of that problem, but I'm glad that we are able to uh, hear each other and to communicate. Um, I, I have a question, Ms. Woodhall. What, what are some of the solutions that we can do to fight or guard ourselves against uh, guardian abuse and fraud?
2: First is to be aware that if, if a guardian takes possession of you or your loved one, there's pretty much at this point no way out of it. Once they put that emergency petition into the court, your life is over. It's it's done. There really is no way out of it after that. So um, making sure that you don't get to a point where a guardian finds you. I would actually recommend that people no longer keep their assets in the bank because if you make yourself look very poor, they will leave you alone. If you get older, the bank is not a safe place to keep your assets anymore. Everything should be withdrawn. I I know that sounds drastic, but if it appears that you have no assets, they'll leave you alone. I'm just being very straightforward about this. It it sounds dramatic, what I'm suggesting, and it is. It's drastic.
4: Mr. Woodoff, that's one of the reasons you're – a prime example of the person that we want to protect with the trust because the asset protection trust will help persons that has assets not to become a victim because <clears throat> the trustee, if the trustee has the assets of the alleged victim before the guardianship attaches, the trustee would be over. Those assets and not uh necessarily have to submit those assets into the court unless there's a situation where the assets are necessary to uh, aid the the uh, ward through uh through the term
2: they seem to be able to take away the trust because that's what they did with anthony the twenty five year old they they will um Say that the trustee is not suited to be a trustee, and then they'll appoint the guardian to be in charge and close out the trust and start a guardianship account.
0: I, I well, you're,
4: you're saying in reference to an intervivo trust, a spendthrift trust, one that is designated to a certain beneficiary. However, what we're saying is that when we have a trust and the trustee Covers multiple uh, trusts underneath one umbrella, so that, say, for example, you're the the person that uh, is being uh, uh, the the guardianship is attached to. You can set forth in advance who you want to be your beneficiary of the trust, and the trust will make the trustee will make sure that those those assets are are delivered. Uh, and not hijacked by uh, the purported guardian, I
2: wish my mother and I had known about this. That sounds like that might be a good thing for the public to know about.
4: We're in the formulation stage right now. we haven't uh, we have not executed and established this trust. right now, it's in the planning phase. We would invite you to be one of the uh, Board members for the trust in the event that we do establish this trust so that we can help protect uh, innocent uh, citizens from becoming victims.
2: I, I would um, consider that. I'd like to hear more and, and read more about what, what the plan is. That, that sounds favorable. Uh, I'm not hearing that particular individual. The voice is too far away again.
4: Oh, I'm, uh, can you hear me now?
2: Yes, now I can hear you.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, c- can you hear me now, Miss Woodall?
2: Yes, yes.
4: Uh, my my question is, uh, you, you you know, for you to uh, overcome, you know, this type of situation, you know, that you're going through with the loss of your mother and one of the keys of anybody overcoming the loss of a loved one, someone like their mother is, you know, strong family backing. How, how strong is your family in the uh, terms of your uh, children or, or your uh, brothers or sisters? You you know, is is everybody behind you on your fight?
2: I was an only child. I pretty much am an orphan at this point.
4: I am so uh, uh, sorry to uh, hear that, ma'am. But I'm here to tell you, you you know, you're not alone. You know, we here at Families and Victims of Fraud, uh, our hearts go out to you for your trust, because you know, uh, uh, nobody wants to uh, lose a mother. You, You. you know, to anything. I mean, I almost lost uh, my mother last summer, and, and and you know, and I I'm here to tell you, I was you 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 know I was very frightened, scared to death, um, mad at uh, seems like I was I was mad at uh, everybody, but you know,
0: I had
4: to remind me, you 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 know what's good spirit, uh, that I have, and, and, you know, and, you know, to trust in him and, and, you know, I'm fortunate, uh, that my, is alive and that no one took away my right, uh, to continue to love my mother as I, uh, as I do today. And I'm, uh, proud to say that, uh, next, next Friday on the, uh, uh, she'll she'll be on this God-given earth to uh, see her 60th. But having said all that, uh, Miss uh, Woodhall, uh, is, is is there anything that that you want to say special about your mother and how and you know I just want you to tell everybody because you you know we're we're on here. Nephite, uh, I want you to to express your love to your mother, and and express your feelings to the people who committed this fraudulent crime against you and your loved one, like your mother.
2: Yeah, you know what uh, what you just said was very touching. It was very moving. Um, once my mother was placed under this guardianship, we began videotaping her. My, my husband was videotaping to, so that we could go back to the court and show that this was a fraudulent guardianship, that my mother was not mentally incapacitated, that she still had her mind, and her mind was quite sharp. The guardian, knowing that this uh, video footage was damning evidence, then put in a court order, Again, every time they put in a court order, they're charging my mother's estate, that this allowed us to videotape my mother any further. In fact, she took it even a step further. We weren't even allowed to visit my mother unless the guardian was watching us.
1: Well, I wanted to ask um, a question, Ms. Woodhall. Um, okay. Is there any more assets left in your trust at all?
2: Don't know, don't know it's don't tied know. up in the probate court, but at this point, as the attorneys fight on either side, they each get to take the assets from the from the estate
1: but well, there has to be some kind of accounting somewhere,
2: yeah, they even have a curator now the um the the court actually removed the guardian now. I put in enough evidence to the court that they did remove her, and there's now. An attorney who's a curator who's in charge of the accounting.
3: Oh, okay. So we'll oh, see what
2: this curator can... does.
3: Okay,
1: now but explain the... that word, curator. Explain that. What does that well, mean?
2: It's a, post, uh, it's, it's a post-deaf guardian. It's now somebody who's watching my mother's assets and, I guess, doing an accounting for what the guardian did and did not do. The curator actually, if the curator turns out to be honest, could actually sue the guardian for all the irregularities.
1: Well, that's nice to hear.
2: Well, we'll see. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I actually wow, this got. Is really, I mean, this is really mind blowing, you know? I is. mean, literally. It's,
2: I got to I, a I didn't point know that. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: what happened with me, Miss Courtney? I, mean, I, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, I had to take a va- vacation. As we speak, I am here in uh, Branson, Missouri. I had to get away.
1: It, it was I am wi-
2: so much negativity, oh, and it was so
1: and it had, And spiritually, that's what it sounded like.
2: Yeah, it was so spiritually and emotionally draining that I just could not handle the situation anymore. I, I just had to have a mental and emotional break from the situation.
1: My God. My God. And so at this... Do you feel as though that you have gotten a break from it or just seem as though like it's still the same old because really no real uh, real uh, justice being served at this time?
2: Well, I'm leaving to go back to Florida on Saturday. Some of my newfound friends who are also guardianship victims are in the process yeah. of meeting with Florida legislators, and we are um, supposed to be in the process of helping to rewrite the law so that these emergency temporary guardianships cannot be taken So I have to go back and um,
1: I, I have I'm sorry. to go back
2: and help help accomplish something.
1: Well, I, I want to ask this question: what can we do to um, collaborate with you and uh, those that you have networked with to um, get to the legislatures that have things like this mainly? fraud in general uh, that we could do to expose or or to be a part of your comrade in order to, you
2: know, in the fight? Oh, there's so many things. And and one other thing I'd like to mention, there is a radio station in Ashland, Oregon. Her name is Janet Phelan, P-H-E-L-A-N. And all she covers on her radio show is guardianship fraud. I mean, she has story upon story of people who have been victimized by these guardians.
1: And you might Uh, want to
4: collaborate with him also. Okay. Miss Woodhall, my uh, question to you is, uh, can you tell us the name of the guardianship agency that uh, did this to you and your mother? And after you tell us that, also uh, uh, tell us, has there been, any change of, of policy re, re, regarding you, you, you know, someone visiting in their uh, uh, sick mom or sick dad, sister? Um,
2: well, I'm not quite sure. She just recently changed her name under the state of Florida. I'll have to research that. Uh, she wasn't even using her real legal name while she was taking these guardianships. Uh, As far as keeping family members from seeing her loved ones, yes, there's um, a veteran right now, and she said that when the son came to visit that it made the uh, veteran so upset that he had to be Baker-acted, which is a Florida term for um, being put in lockdown for having insanity. And he did get an attorney, and he is allowed to see his father again. But anyway, all of these nonsense motions to the court, guess who's paying for it? the veteran it's all hmm. coming out of his assets
4: well the you, know, you you know in my personal opinion miss uh woodhall the uh woman that did this terrible thing to you and uh to your mother i'm going to make this quote may she rot in hell
1: that was that wow and
4: God that I uh, know and serve, he, he has me to be forgiving, and I, I would hope that that person um, would somehow find God and come back to you and ask for forgiveness, and uh, attempt to make men for the wrong that they've done, uh, because That would truly I, be a miracle. Now, sure. Right. 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 Challenges is, and, and as you're doing now, putting the word out there to try to help someone not go through the pain that you suffer. Now, I have a question for you which I would like to pose to you as a personal challenge. May I?
2: Um. Sure. We still have time? Because um, I'm actually running out of time on this end. But, but go ahead.
0: Well, challenge to you would be considering that you suffered and you're seeing the situation
4: that has occurred, would you be willing to allow us to work with you to establish per se a foundation in your your mother's name that would serve to help victims uh, not become victims? For example, uh, to set up that trust in such a way that persons that want to be involved with, that find themselves becoming, uh, older and want to to protect their assets, they can, uh, somehow be involved with a foundation, uh, belonging to your mom and your mom. that help to expose the fraud and that will protect their assets. And I guess what it would take is someone like yourself to be an sponsor and to, to set the foundation in place. Because we're we're of the notion that you have to put a plan in action. If you come to a river and you can't get across a bridge,
3: mm-hmm. and,
4: and that bridge will serve for future references to get you back and forth across. When we come to a situation like today and you share with us about this fraud we have to build a bridge and that's what the foundation can do to help persons coming after you and it can be a foundation to set up that will be self-sufficient at some point in time but it will be a personal challenge to you to help set it up
2: Uh, well we'll have to uh, look at some paperwork on that But um, okay. I um, I appreciate having been on the air today. I, I really am uh, running late on an appointment right now. This, this is kind of spontaneous. Um, so we'll have to talk more about this at a future date.
1: Yes, yes, that would be wonderful if we do, because um, that's what we're wanting to set up also here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, where we can bridge the gap of the, you know, of people that have been frauded and victimized in various of areas, just not just about guardianship, but all of the fraud that have uh, wreaked or the, the the fraud that has wreaked terror uh, upon, you know, the uh, citizens, different states in America, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that we would be that, uh, that bridge, you and I, uh, where other states can come and say, hey, we know that we have somebody that we can turn to because, look, they have done and they have done that, and we can go to them and, uh, and, and collaborate with them, and that way we can make extensions of that foundation for other people to get involved. So it's really benefiting really everyone, uh, uh, especially leaders like yourself and I and, and Mr. Hasid and our co-hosts and others that uh, are here in Columbus, Ohio. And not to say those that you have networked with, it will be beneficial if we do come together and collaborate and to uh, build a foundation, actions, where we have some watchdogs for this cause. All right.
2: Well, I appreciate you uh, having me on the air, and hopefully we'll continue this at a later date. I, I have to sign off right now.
1: Okay, thank you very, very much for being a guest on our show, on the Largaine Miss Clardy Blog Talk Show, and we will talk again. And until then, um, best regards to what is going on, and um, we're always here for you with us, okay? Already. Thank you, Miss Clardy. All right. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. We will talk again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we have eight minutes left until the closing of this segment of the second hour, and I will turn over the mic to our co-host, Brother Blondie, that will take us on out. Here you go, Blondie. Uh,
4: thank you, uh, Lordy, Ms. Claudia. Uh For those that are tuned in on this Ohio, If you are interested in getting educated more about law or want to know more about your rights, the People's Law School makes about law easy. The cost is free. The People's Law School is holding sessions presented by Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m., 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Trinity United Church of Christ at 1180 Shainley Drive. That's on the corner of Shainley Drive and Mays Road in Columbus, Ohio. This are free to the public. You don't need any prior knowledge or experience about law. There will be a broad range of topics discussed, such as civil lawsuits, conspiration, Bankruptcy Law, Exception. If you are interested in free education, to register, please contact the Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio at six one two two four one one one
0: three 1113 or Yahoo.com. Again, if you're interested, uh, please...
3: Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy.
4: I don't get
0: my I try to do, but on my My so I in I want to. I don't want to a statement It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?